that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want. She asks me why I'm just a hairy guy. I'm hairy noon and night. Hair that's a fright. I'm very high and low Don't ask me why Don't know It's not for lack of bread Like the grateful dead Darling Give me a head with hair Ah, oh, okay. I wasn't what happened? But it wasn't fading. I was I had the thing and it was just the hair was taking over. You know what happens? This is what happens when you're left to your own devices. No, I don't know. No. No. It, you can't even we can't even put the blame on Nick on this one. Oh, we is he there? No. Then we can clearly put the blame on him. No, remember he's got that He's got that thing with the judge oh, I, and the. Oh, I know. Yeah, the thing had, with the judge. I yeah, know. He had to appear before the. Have we? Yep. Yep. All I, right. So I don't know that he wants that discussed. All so right. well, look. I mean, look. We. I was going with. I was going with his untimely demise. But if you want to go with court proceedings, I'm okay with that. Listen, we've all done things in our past that we're embarrassed of, and you know. Episode three hundred. I mean, just because he chose to open his jacket like that on a subway full of people i mean whatever he does on his way to and from work he gonna gonna kill you that's that's entirely up to him it's entirely up to him anyway here we are well well i well i have to start with well what was that uh musical choice for the opening there that was by the way the most recent broadway cast of hair not uh, any of the other versions. That's correct. So I used this one um, a few weeks back, if you recall. I, re- I recall, yeah. Because we talked about how Hair was going to be the next uh, television oh, live. live. Right. Did you watch the live Rent? I did not. Um, I did not. Um, I wanted to. I've heard mixed things about it. Um, yeah, I think you can still see it on like CBS yeah. All Access, right? 
my uh, my my lovely Mrs. OG, who is one of the more critical people in general, especially when it comes wow. to you're really uh, rather underselling her, aren't you? When especially when it comes to you know theater and musical theater, etc. Right? She has uh -huh. a, she has a passion for it because she is was um, a singer and a performer, and she's done her fair share of theater. Um, and so, you know, she has a passion for it. And so I, you know, her criticisms are normally fairly valid. And, uh, even she said that there were some things that she didn't care for, but there were things that she thought were done quite well. And so, you know, I take that for what it is and rent is pretty near and dear to her as, as it is to many people. So, um, but the reason I used hair is because NBC has scrapped their live, um, their live production of hair. Plans. Oh, they did. They did. They scrapped is that it. on the prep sheet. It is on the prep sheet. It's on. I, I didn't get down that far. It's on the very last page of the prep sheet. So, wow. Why? Why did they scrap it? Um. Well, I mean, the, the the what they say here: live musicals are a part of this network's DNA, and we're committed to continuing that tradition with the right show at the right time. Since these shows are such enormous undertakings, we need titles that have a wide appeal. And we're in the process of acquiring the rights to a couple of new shows that we're really excited about. This is according to co-chairman Paul Tegedy uh, and wow. George Cheeks. So, um, I don't know. It reeks of, to me, hey, Will, by the way, in the Instagram chat room, to me, it reeks of some sort of weird, like, I don't know. If somebody, somebody realized what this show was about. Yeah, Exactly. You know, someone realized the delicate nature of the show um, in regards to its politics. <laughs> yes, delicate. And and yeah. and thought, you know what? <laughs> you, you know, this is this is actually really a, a, an excellent uh, an excellent decision on their part. One because I would have, I probably would have gone beyond your wife's level of criticism on this one. However. This is a really great, you know, I'm reading through the article uh, here, and one of the lines that I saw was, NBC likely also ran into issues with toning down the musical for a broadcast audience, as it includes many things not typical of a Sunday night broadcast from the network, like nudity and illicit drug use. There's no nudity written into hair. Uh... Who's done hair more than me? Seven times. No, there's nothing written into it, but there's off there. There is frequently at least one scene that involves the nudity, um, but it doesn't need to be there. It's no, not necessary. It's not, the the reason that the 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 nudity was added. If you read any book, there's a wonderful book on the history of uh, the musical, and if you read that book, it tells you in no uncertain terms the reason the nudity came into play mm -hmm. was to put butts in the seats. The first time the audience numbers started lowering. Okay. They created a controversy uh, so that they could get people in the seats. That's literally it. Ever since then, I've done it seven times. I've done zero nudity in right. all of those. That's not true. As a director, I've done it six times. None of those had contained any nudity. I was in um, um, uh, a friend of yours and mine. Uh, nude and and others as well yeah i mean when i saw it on the broadway during that recent run they had the nudity in there um 
But I mean, it's it's not integral to the show, so that that's an no, easy work. It's not if if you read any written version of that script, it's not written in there as yeah. there is nudity here or there should be nudity. It's not in there at all. That's purely a director and producer right. choice. And as far as the illicit drug use, I don't feel like the illicit drug use is any worse than what they would show on some procedurals. Well, well, I'll disagree with you only in the sense that the entire, uh, the entirety of the second act, right? Half of the second act is a trip. Is an acid trip, sure. So there is that part of it, um, and there's a lot of drug use, depending on how it's done. There's a lot of of drug use and I, references and discussion and so on. I, so. I, 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 I think, don't care. I'm glad they scrapped it. I mean, I think that. I think all of those things were a convenient get out of jail free card. Yes. Because nobody, nobody says, Hey, we're going to do hair and isn't at least fully aware of the drug use and implications in it. I think, I honestly think that it has more to do with politics, but again, that's such a delicate talking point. Right. That if they could get out of it without mentioning politics in any capacity, then they'll just say, oh, well, drugs and, and boobs and dong. Yeah, there's there's no way there's no way that, uh, you know, even when this was announced, I'm pretty sure at the time I said, wow, I'd like to see how they're going to pull that off in this environment that we find ourselves in. Right. Poli- politically in this country at this time. I, I don't see them doing it. Sure. And um now I don't hold rent nearly as dear as I hold hair. Of course, but you know, there's a lot of stuff in hair too. I mean, it's a lot of stuff in rent also. That I was gonna say I, I mean, haven't seen it, so I can't say for certain. But I know there's some controversial stuff in rent. I'm wondering right. how they handled that. How did they dance around those things? And I'm look. It's I, again. I I honestly think this is this was a convenient built-in get-out-of-jail-free card to not address the actual reasons behind it. That's speculation, but that's just... That's what my gut says. Truth. So, uh... So, yeah. So, uh, the Super Bowl happened. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> I, I mean... I, I think I slept through it. I mean, there was a, there was a game. Worthless. They played a game. Um, what the quality of that game was leaves a little to be... Um, I guess determined by the individual viewer. Um, but there were also commercials. None of the commercials blew me away. I I honestly, well, the I Captain mean, Marvel the one spot was really nice. It was nice. It wasn't amazing, but, but it was good. Another teaser at this point when the movie comes out in two months, right? Just give me the goddamn trailer. Just me, I know right. where it's. I know where we're getting it. We're getting it in front of Captain Marvel. I'm sure. And the see the Captain Marvel spot was the one spot where I actually said, "Oh fuck, oh wow." Yeah, yeah, that was, it was a good, really, that, really terrific spot. And that movie opens in like three weeks. I know, four weeks, whatever it is. So yeah, appropriate. And yeah. I guess likewise, it will be appropriate to release that final Avengers full trailer in the beginning of March because sure. then that movie's out in. April. Right. So um, there was an Alita trailer, which we've seen about a dozen of at this point. I, I feel like there's very little of that movie that I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still want to see it when it comes out. Yeah, um, I do too. It's this, but yeah. That's this Friday, isn't it? Or is it already out? No, I think it's this week. 
I think it's this week. I think it's Friday. So a few days okay. from now. Well, there you go. Um, there was a Twilight Zone tease. It wasn't really a trailer. It was a tease or a promo. Maybe it's a promo. It was a Twilight yeah, Zone promo. promo. Yeah. Um, again, cool. I'm very excited, but I don't want to pay for CBS Direct Access. So, And I don't either. And if I hear another thing about how Star Trek Discovery is brilliant. I don't care. I'm going to be angry. I I know, have, well, you're not a Star Trek fan, sir, and I am. I know, but I only have room in my life for one Star Trek show, and that is still the Orville. <laughs> yeah, so correct. there's that. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I'm so, excited for that movie. I've never seen we, a single Fast and Furious movie, but I am excited for that movie. I would like to see that movie as well. Do you know why I would like to see that movie? Why? Half that movie filmed on this island. Oh, there you go. They just wrapped up two nights ago. Or sorry, Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, Tango and Cash 2019. But I'm down with it. I, I like I, what I, I guess, say. I guess we really don't need, I guess we don't need the backstory. Right? I don't think you need a ton of the backstory, no. Hmm. Um, there was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is the Guillermo del Toro. I did not see that one. It was pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't prolific, but it was pretty cool. Um, there was another Wonderland Park trailer. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. Uh, there was Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, which was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I think that covers the movie and TV trailers. There was, that all of them? I think so. Those no, are the ones that us. I wrote down and remember. Oh, no, yes. No, us. us. Us was good. That was a good one. That's Jordan Peele as well. That's correct. Um, uh, uh, regular trailers, the Game of Thrones Bud Light trailer. Phenomenal. Probably I, the best. Probably the best commercial of the whole Super Bowl. Even Will, even Will in the Instagram chat room would agree with you on that one. I just like that the mountain was in it. Yeah. And and you know what's hysterical? I'm watching it, you know, and I'm like, you know, and didn't they run already at that point? They had run one or two of them at least, right? Right. The regular Bud Light ones. And so I was like, I'm watching it and I'm like, where the hell is this one going? Because so far it's been like, you know, you know, Bud Light is coming out on top, if you will, in this medieval beer world right? Uh, of all these things, the corn syrup and everything. Did you hear the corn farmers are I, up in arms? They're pouring their beers down the drain. Yeah, they're up in arms over the, the, the corn syrup thing. Hey, I didn't know those beers were made with corn syrup. You know what, OG? I'm boycotting all beers with corn syrup. But you know what, though? In, in def- And all beers without. In, in defense of the farmers, I don't agree with pouring your beer down the drain. That's just a waste of money. But in defense of the... That's good beer. Well, it's Bud, so it's not good beer. But in defense of the farmers... No, Bud does not have it. Oh, I'm sure. sorry. In defense of the farmers, um, I kind of feel like Bud is sending a shit message with that commercial because the corn syrup isn't really in the beer to sweeten the beer. It's used as part of the fermentation process. It's so it's kind of misleading. Yeah, but, but whatever. It is bad. what it is. Is it though? Yeah, corn syrup's bad. Okay. I don't know if it's actually bad. But anyway. Oh, it is. oh it's bad, sir. Anyway. Bad. Anyway, so uh so I'm watching it and you know and they're about to joust and you know and then he gets the the Bud Knight gets his ass whooped uh, and is on the ground and something and you know the other guy's slowly walking over and I'm like like is it a new Bud Light you know what I mean is it like Bud Light Ultra right Bud Light Gold you know what I mean because I'm trying to figure color patterns and you know I'm like 
you know, is this going to, you know, be the replacement for Bud Light? You know what I mean? Because right. that's the direction that I thought it was going in. Uh, yeah. Because I couldn't see any other direction it was going in. Dilly dilly. So, uh, and then all of a sudden it's the mountain and I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then the whole thing, you know, kicks in and you're like, damn, that is bloody clever. That is brilliant. So yes, yeah. I, I did enjoy that commercial as well. Um, but otherwise the Super Bowl was a little bit lackluster. I don't think there's anything else we have to really harp on or, or talk about. Do you? Well, let's talk about the performance of those teams. No, of course there's nothing else we have to talk about. All right, let's move on then. Escape from New York. Don't beat Shut me up because I put this on the prep sheet. Shut the fuck up. Beat up Lee Wenell and, and whoever else is involved in this in this you know, production. You know, and for, you know, and I have hung I, I, I don't know that you know this or not, OG, but I'm gonna put it out there anyway. I hung out with Lee Wenell at least a couple of times on different occasions. Um I'm sure one of those occasions was with a friend of the show, Nomad. Yes. But I can't remember if it was San Diego. I think it was in San Diego, but I'm not sure. One of those, I mean, it might be in the first year that I went to San Diego. Okay. Uh, without you. Um, uh, I mean, the very, very, very first time. I think that's what that was. Anyway, I, I you know, like, I, I mean, I like the guy and all that. And I, he, you know, for those that don't know who Lee Wanell is, he is one of the co-creators of the Saw series. He wrote right what first three of them at least. I think and so. He, and he and he's the guy in the room in the first Saw movie. Yes, with Carrie Elwes. So it's Carrie Elwes, Lee Wannell, and what's his name on the ground, face down, Saw. <laughs> right. But uh, I don't remember the actor's name. Um, uh, so that's who Lee Wannell is. Um, nice guy. Everything else. I heard he's redoing the Invisible Man. Okay. If they do it as a period piece, I would be interested. Otherwise, we already got this. We got the Kevin Bacon, uh, Elizabeth Shue, uh, Josh Brolin, uh, Brilliance, whatever the hell that movie. Do, do you remember that movie? Yes. Uh, several years ago. Yes, now. I, I do remember, remember it several years ago. That's effectively The Invisible Man. So, like, I don't understand. Unless they're doing it again as a period piece, I don't understand why they would do it. Right. Um and uh, but now he's he's talking about he's writing a, a, an Escape from New York reboot bullshit <laughs> until they do the third uh, until they do the third one directed by Carpenter. Right. Uh, Escape from Earth. Right. There are no other escape movie. And if it doesn't have Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. It's just not no, just no. You just don't. Who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get to play that? Because you know who you're gonna get. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some jacked out jerk off action star right. or some wannabe like Roman Reigns, who right. all of a sudden is acting now because you know he's The Rock's cousin. So you know he must be an actor too because he's a wrestler, and the guy sucks. But I will say as this, a wrestler, I will say when Al says. That he wants to avoid the bloated tentpole remake path that has afflicted mm -hmm. other reboots of 1980s classics, such as RoboCop and Total Recall. So he yeah, acknowledges right. that problem and maybe we'll actually steer clear of it. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. No. <laughs> okay. How do you steer clear of it? Name, name a remake or reboot that has steered clear of it. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying what he said, Big Kevin. Mm -mm. No, I'm attacking him through you. All right. 
You don't believe no. that there were going to be a Thor movie until no, you're sitting in no. the seat watching the movie. <laughs> so your opinion, your opinion okay, on fair. things. No, you know what? I was just talking to, to somebody about this the other day, and I mentioned that. I said that you know that way back in the day when you know when this was coming down the the pipe. I think it was wasn't it just Mike? It might have been yes. Producer just Mike and I were like, we're we'll believe a Thor movie when the credits are rolling. And we're sitting in the theater and the theater isn't blown up. Right. You know, like something like that. You know what? I like the first two Thor movies, but let me tell you, man, I have loved ever, uh, Ragnarok and the Thor in Ragnarok and the Thor in um, Infinity War were phenomenal. Like well, I'm a, I'm a Chris Hemsworth Thor fan, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I, I, you know, you know, now, but yeah, at the time, yeah, I didn't believe it. But I, I just can't see, I can't see how this works. I just can't see it. I get it. I get what you're saying. I, I feel there's what new, you're putting there's, down. There's no new angle here. You know, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, like I don't know. I just don't see how it works. I feel you. you know? And when Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez, was behind it at one point, <clears throat> uh, you know, and some other people as well. You know, I just. I just don't I just don't see how it works. I don't see who they get for it. You know, like who are they going to get for it? Are they going to get uh uh, uh uh John Barenthal as Snake Plissken? Like I just who do you who do you even put That's an iconic role at this point. I I don't I don't I don't disagree with you. I'm just right. saying what he said. All right. Just Dune. Speaking of reboots. Dune, the reboot This is going to be reboot. a big giant tentpole remake. Javier Bardem is uh, in talks to join the A-list cast of the confirmed uh, reboot movie. The actor will play Stilgar, leader of the tribe that helps uh, Timothy Chalamet's character. Um, mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet, uh, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Stellan Skarsgård, Rebecca Ferguson, Charlotte Rampling, and Dave Bautista have already all signed on to the project as well. Now, I'm not like a huge Dune fan, I consider myself a, I consider myself like, um, I got through one and a half books. Okay. Which means there's still something like a hundred books to go. I, and I can't, I never got through any of the books. I can't. It's I like tried. The sim, it's like the Similarian, but from the beginning, it's you know like what the I mean? Cimmerian, like, it, like, but with it like starts worms. like the Similarian. Yeah. Like I just, I tried. And it it just didn't do it for me. Um, I did like the movie. I did like the movie. I did like the sci-fi movies as well. Yes. The two of them. I think there were two of them. Um, I like those as well. I like it basically as a concept. Um, again, I just, I'll be interested to see how they do this. And that movie, you know, the... Um, the uh, it was David Lynch, wasn't it? Yes, David, David Lynch. Lynch. That that had a stellar cast. I mean, you talk about stellar casts. Yeah, you know, a relative uh, unknown Patrick Stewart. Right. Was it well, relative unknown in film, Patrick Stewart, and uh, was in there as well. I mean, we you just go on with the names forever because everybody was in that film. Um, I will. A Alicia Witt was in that film. She was. Four years old or five years old, whatever she was. Teeny tiny. Uh, I just I will say though that uh, directing the film is Dennis Villanueva, 
De La Nueva. Who just did Blade Runner 2049. Which explains Dave Batista. Right. Because um, Dave Batista apparently really gets attached to his directors. Uh, clearly. Um, and that's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking the man. But but so but that said, Blade Runner 2049 was apparently very well done and well received. And um so I you know, you know, PK must be losing his shit over this reboot. I know he's a huge Dune fan, much like he's a huge Blade Runner fan. And so, you know, there is that. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. There's two Mario-related things in the news tonight. Uh, there's an animated movie coming in 2022. Oh. Um, with Illumination um, Productions is is the is the is the company that is doing that. Nothing else on it other than it's coming in 2022. And then also, um, they're they're re-releasing Doctor Mario for. Mobile phones. mobile phones this summer uh from a nostalgic video game standpoint i'm excited for dr mario i'm not gonna lie i am okay isn't, with this isn't isn't dr mario like uh like uh tetris it, it was sort of like tetris it was the same concept as tetris but it, right. it didn't you know tetris had different shaped pieces and so that could complicate how you formed your right dr mario was it was just the pills and the pills had different colors and so right. i mean i guess i don't know that it was easier than tetris but it was a little different than tetris but yeah it's essentially the same type of puzzle game but i like dr mario i had it for my game boy oh way back then way back then black and white screen so, I, uh, you know. I can't get over this next one um, if you were done with uh, yes. Mario. CBS orders a series based on Frankenstein um, as a cop. <laughs> well, no. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. yes. So, uh, the yeah, it's a cop who is killed in the line of duty and is brought back to life by one Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. This sounds like a steaming pile of angry horseshit. Wow. I, am I wrong? Does well, that... look who's your your burn burn notice guys are on this. Um, I liked burn notice. I did like burn notice. And I did, elementary showrunner. I, I did not care for elementary. Uh, I heard it was very good. I just never watched it. I, is it I, still on, or is it? Has no, it, was I, it canceled? I think it was canceled. I've heard oh. okay things about it, but it just wasn't for me. I only had room in my life for one Sherlock TV show, and that was the good one. Correct. With Engelbert slapped you back. So, um. So yeah, so I don't, I don't, I Frankenstein as a cop, like, is Nathan Fillion gonna be in it? Is is this his next project? Because wow, as the cop, as the cop, no, what did that show get canceled? No, he's still on that show. The rookie, oh, the rookie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's that. I'm looking at I'm looking at these other two uh, orders from CBS. Republic of Sarah, the story of a small New Hampshire town that demands to be recognized as an independent nation after the discovery of a valuable resource on its lands. Well, Udalali. Wait, but wait, it gets better. Uh -huh. And Courthouse, a drama that puts pulls back the curtain on the court system and follows the dedicated, chaotic, hopeful, and sometimes absurd lives of the judges. Um, I've seen every single episode of Night Court at least 20 right. times okay so i don't see how courthouse is going to change uh my opinion about the the lives of judges 
I don't I don't think that it will. I think you're doomed. So I'm not doomed. That's a great Are you kidding? Night Court is one of the funniest shows ever. I know. But what I mean is you're doomed in that you will never be able to handle another court uh procedural. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Um yeah. since since the likes of Night Court. Did didn't Harry Anderson die? Didn't we talk about Harry Anderson? Dying. Did he, did did I, die? do, am I remembering that correctly? I don't, I don't remember. Elementary was good once you ignored him as Sherlock. There you go. That's Will's chime in on elementary. So, yeah, I don't. Did Harry Anderson <laughs> yeah, die? Yeah, once it was just a procedural. Yeah. You know what? House was really good, too, once you ignored the fact that he was also Sherlock. But House was even good, even if you thought of him as Sherlock. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, Ron I mean, Burgundy podcast. I miss. I miss. He did die. Harry Anderson died in April of this year. I miss, yes, I miss I House. Thought. I miss House. I like that house. show. Uh, yeah, so trailer for the Ron Burgundy podcast. Uh, it, it, this is coming to the iHeart uh, Radio Podcast Network on February 7th, so just in a few days. Uh, the podcast will play into the characters' uh, anti- antiquated views while he still fancies himself a hard-hitting journalist ready to tackle a new audience with a podcast, even even if he isn't quite sure what a podcast is. Um, all right, so my initial thought on this was, oh, God, really? And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, I really like Will Ferrell. <laughs> And I like this character and I like Ron Burgundy and hearing Ron Burgundy take on modern journalism and politics and news, I actually think will be really funny. So I'm on board for this. This will be an instant subscribe for me when it launches in a few days. Like I have my initial reaction, I think was, it was just sort of a gut reaction of, Oh, really? And then it was like, no, no, this is going to be funny. I think. So I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about this. I I do. I do look forward to this. Not as much as I look forward to the next thing on the prep sheet. though. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm really excited for, I'm really excited that they're doing this cast. And I'm really excited for the cast. So this is the animated series based on the Robert Kirkman comic book, Invincible. Unbelievable. You know, everyone thinks Robert Kirkman's a one trick pony with Walking Dead. No. 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 Invincible is another one of the titular superhero books I think that's ever been written, in my opinion. To me, Invincible walks... Uh, Invincible walks in the same shoes thematically, uh, not thematically, um, uh, significant superhero story-wise that Watchmen walks and The Boys walk. Thematically, um, it is different I, because I agree it, with you. it goes to spandex and capes, Yeah, but it, it takes that hard turn. Um, yeah. And it's so well written and, and it's illustrated beautifully. Yeah, um, really. And I'm really excited that they're taking an animated approach with it rather than trying to figure out how to adapt it for live action. I, I totally agree. And I don't know that it would work. I, I mean, I think it would be a struggle to accept it live action. Yes. Um, For a, a variety of reasons. But look at this cast. Yeah, I now know. Now you have Steven Yoon. Yep. And J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Sandra O. Oh, uh-huh. Seth Rogen. Uh-huh. Jillian Jacobs. Uh-huh. Andrew Reynolds. Yep. What? I know. Uh, 
Daisy Beats. Yep. Mark Hamill. I know. Walter Goggins. Yep. Jason Manizukis. I love Jason Manizukis. That, that's May Whitman. Yep. And Chris Diamantopoulos. Yes. So it is. That is a. That is an all-star cast. I would say. Oh my God! Is it ever? Um. Yeah. So but this they don't is say coming. who's playing who. Yeah, they don't say who's playing who. But but I, if I were guessing, I would guess that Stephen Yoon and J.K. Simmons are the two leads. Could the, be the father son. Yeah, I don't see anyone else here who would fit that bill. That's what I mean. So. And I mean J.K. J.K. Simmons with his voice voicing the father to me is perfect. Like I don't know that oh, you yeah. could find somebody else um, more perfect than that. Hey, geeks are wired. Thanks for hanging out in the Instagram. So yeah. Um, I am super excited for this. This is coming to Amazon. Um, no real, no real time frame for it though. Um, so I don't know when it's coming to Amazon. I'm sure it's a bit out now, but, uh, but yes, I am. I'm very excited for this as much. Um, well, maybe not as much, but I'm also excited for this next, um, this next thing, which is lock and key, uh, which is coming to Netflix. Um, a bunch of casting this past week, uh, week, uh, Lesla de Oliveira, Kevin Alves, Darby Stanchfeld have all been added to the cast who already are, which already included Connor Jessup, Amelia Jones, J- uh, Jackson, Robert Scott, uh, Sherry Saum and others. Um, have you ever read wow. Lock and Key? This is like a cast of nobodies, but I don't, I'm not upset by that though. I'm not upset that it's a cast of nobodies. I don't it's always just need strange. That's all I know. But, but I trust in Netflix. I trust with their casting in Netflix. I trust because I didn't really know Charlie Cox. Although he, I know he had done stuff, but I didn't personally know him. Right. Did, did you know there was a failed pilot for this by Hulu? I do. Um, and it was, it was failed in, I don't know that it ever got filmed. Right. I think I think they were going to oh, film died it. on the table. I think it died on the table. Hulu oh. was the one that had optioned it originally. Yeah, um, that I recall. Yeah. And then it just sort of died. Um, I mean, if I had to pick a home for lock and key, I think I'm much more interested in seeing it go to Netflix than I am Hulu. Um, although I am a Hulu subscriber. So, I mean, I would have access to it either way. But um, but yeah. <laughs> so have you read Lock and Key? That's the question I I, I pose to oh, you. Like so long. Oh, did you ask me that? I'm yes. sorry. I was I was reading the article while listening to you, not as well as I should have been. Um, I think I read the first one, the first uh, mm-hmm. the first series. I think. Right. I think there have been a couple of series. Right. Or am I wrong about that? Yeah, there were a couple of trades in the main series, and then there yeah. were a couple of offshoots as well. I think I read the first one. Didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I liked it, but I, you know, I wasn't blown away by it. I'll watch this though. Yeah, this just because, is because, um, like you said, in Netflix we trust, right? I had I had stayed away from it for a little bit for no particular reason other than it was one of those. Yeah, one day, one day, one day, um, and then my brother in law actually loaned me, I think, the first trade or the first two trades. Oh, um, and I read them rather quickly once he loaned them to me. Uncle um, Al? Uncle Al, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Uncle Al's a big comic book fan. Um, Is he? Did I not know that about Uncle Al? I, yeah, he's a huge comic book fan. I don't know that I knew that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's one of the things that we bonded over in my approval of him. I know it was. A, I joining... know it was a stringent approval process. It was. It was. Your niece, by uh, the way, is gorgeous. She's a cutie pie. Oh yeah, she's, I she's saw a, the recent picture, and I was like, "Wow." Yeah, yeah, she's a cutie pie. So she looks like uh, your mom. She does look a lot like my mom. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got that. You know, she got the Cipolletti jeans in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> um. So yeah. So lock and key. All right. Where are we? Thirty six minutes. All right. You want to you want to bang a few of these out, or do you want to? Uh, uh, oh, we have products, so we should bang these out. Yeah. Let's let, let's just let's hit a couple of these real quick. Let's jump. Let's skip though, very quickly, because I just want to say got a release date. Hold on. Hold on. I want to say quickly because we're talking. This is sort of in the same vein of where what we've been talking about. But why the last man has its full series oh. order debut for FX? When? 2020. Okay, cool. I'm um, on that. So I am all about that. Um, I love Brian K. Vaughn. Um, I love Why the Last Man. So I'm Casting. pretty excited that it has finally moved in that direction. No, I don't I don't I don't think there's any really um I Diane Lane. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Diane Lane. No, was that Barry Keoghan, Imogen Potts? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. They did announce some casting. Amber um, Tamblin. Amber oh. Tamblin. Um, Marin Ireland, Juliana Canfield. Yeah, I guess Barry is the kid, huh? I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing because <laughs> he's the only dude. He's the only guy. I want to know who's going to play Ampersand. That's that's my uh, that's my that's my question. <laughs> CGI. I I I don't know. Do they go CGI for that? I I I'm, I mean, if not, they should cast the monkey from Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. If he's alive, <laughs> or, uh, I think he was right. CGI. Actually, <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna. I this is something that I must have missed because I uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, badly about it. The Batman, Matt Reeves Batman movie got a release date. Yes, the Matt Reeves Batman movie did get a release date. I don't recall hearing that. Um, it, I think it was. I think the release date was partnered with uh, Affleck is out again. Rumor. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because okay. I don't. I still don't think that Affleck is out has been confirmed. I still think that's sort of rumor. No, I, I, no, I think that's. I think that one's out. I think the Cavill one is still the rumor. Oh, is that is that the one that's still yeah. the rumor? Um, well, either way, the Suicide Squad and DC Super Pets are two things that Warner Brothers is currently developing. Well, um, Super Pets is animated, so that's good, right? But the Suicide Squad, correct? So is that. Suicide Squad 2, or is it just called The Suicide nope, Squad? It's pre- it was previously known as Suicide Squad 2, but it sounds like it's just The Suicide Squad now. My understanding is a bunch of the characters will be rebooted or just eliminated. So I think Margot Robbie sticks around in some capacity. It is unclear if Margot Robbie will return for the Suicide Squad since she is one of the main characters in the Birds of Prey movie, which, by the way, looks terrible. Well, uh, I don't know. I can't say that it looks terrible yet based on no, that you, little teaser that we got. you can't say that because, uh, because Black Canary's in it. I can't say that it looks terrible because the teaser was three seconds long. I, I mean, I just... I, I, I could certainly say it looks teaser, terrible because Black Canary's in it if, if, if something looks terrible with Black Canary. But uh, the teaser was... I mean, there's the teaser doesn't really set up a whole lot, so they're ham-handedly sticking Harley Quinn in the middle of this thing. 
I know that. Think if they I want to make with. a Harley Quinn movie, they should have just made one. That I agree with. Um, but the big news re- uh, regarding Suicide Squad is that na- not only is Gunn writing, but he is also directing. That was previously rumored, but not yet confirmed. And now it is confirmed. Well, look at that. We might have to actually go watch a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give just like I gave Suicide Squad a shot. I'll give it a shot. DC Super Pets, huh? Look, as an animated series, I'm okay with it. I like Crypto and Ace. I'm down with it. Uh, I like that American Horror Story is going to continue, even though Disney now owns it. I've never seen a single episode of American Horror Story. I haven't either, but uh, from people I have, uh, people I have heard from who are rather critical of that sort of thing, apparently it's quite good. Okay. So I haven't seen it either, but bravo because... I think the fear was that once Disney got it, uh, that was it. It was done. Because, you know, not really Disney fair, if you will. Right. I, I get so. it. I get it. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Chris Pratt promises Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be made. Yes. So, okay. That's great. When? Nobody knows. What's it going to be about? Nobody knows. Is that what he said here? I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I know everyone on board is just eager to give the fans what they want and wrap up a trilogy in a meaningful way. Yeah. We're still circling the city of Jericho, I like to say. What does that mean? Is that a that's a Jesus thing, isn't it? He's a Jesus guy, Pratt. He he is a Jesus guy. No, wasn't was Jericho in wasn't Jericho in one of the cities in Guardians? Wasn't that one no. of the planets or something? No. Oh, I don't know. No. The walled city of Jericho is from the Bible, sir. Th- no, that I know. But it's I thought Jesus I, thing. I thought it was a reference to um I don't know why I thought that. I thought for some reason that it was a reference to Bible. The film. Okay. All right. Bible reference. Calm your bones. Calm your calm your tits, as the kids I say. I hope I hope uh I hope they wrap this up before Reverend Pratt becomes um, Indiana Jones' son yeah. in the fifth film. That'll never which happen. Which is what better happen. That better happen. It'll never happen. It better. Well, you know they ain't bringing Shia LaBeouf bag back. Sure enough. No Sh- way. No, no, what I mean. Back. I agree. Sure enough, that's never happening. No, but Chris Pratt coming in as yeah. a grown-up mutt who actually doesn't go by the name mutt anymore because right. it's a stupid it's fucking a, name. It's a dumb name. Really yeah, sure. and isn't and isn't a piece of garbage with a foil in his hand either. By the way, can we say that? I, I, you will not hear me argue with you. All right, let's. I think we could take a break. What? Uh, no. What about what about segment two? From the Se- segment two. Segment two. All right. We'll, we'll we'll partner that into product in segment two. That's literally the last thing on here. I understand, but I have something else that's not on here that I want to tie into it. All right. You know, act like maybe I sort of know what I'm doing. I act completely like you know what you're doing. (laughs) I I lean all the way on you. You're you're like, uh, I can't even come up with an analogy. All right. Fair enough. We do have a game stuff. So let's go to break, Big Kev. Yes. uh, We will take that break right now, OG, on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 527. The one with no name having to do with the Super Bowl because we haven't come up with it yet. Illicit drugs and nudity. Episode 527, illicit drugs and nudity. (laughs) All right. Good. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) 
Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> Over the weekend, there was some rumblings of Respawn Entertainment, the makers of Titanfall, may have a new Battle Royale game announcement on Monday. It made sense, since everyone's trying their hand at Battle Royale these days. But would I care about a hundred slow-moving, easily destroyable mechs baby-stepping across the playfield? Well, luckily that's not what they did. Instead, they announced the free-to-play Apex Legends. I don't like the name either. A first-person team-based elimination game with 12 squads of three deployed to a map and best team wins. And with the roster of characters you choose from, it's almost like Overwatch meets Call of Duty Blackout. It's tactical, it's fast, it's extremely vertical, and with the character's abilities, it's extremely versatile. It's pretty much the battle royale game to rule them all. And the first real competition Fortnite has. Although Fortnite has a base of people who game on low-end PCs or aren't old enough for their parents to agree to Apex Legends' more realistic graphics. So Fortnite isn't going anywhere. On the other hand, Apex Legends makes games like Call of Duty Blackout obsolete and raises the bar for battle royale games. The only thing missing would be a single-player mode. Apex Legends asks that you squad up with two other teammates, and while that may be a deal-breaker for some, that's a game mode that could be easily patched in overnight. And I'd venture to guess that the developers thought of this as well, as it seems they carefully thought of everything else. Check it out for yourself for the price of free right now, as it's on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, Anthem who? Last week I reported that Anthem was set to release on February 15th. Turns out that's only if you pay some subscription service for the PC. Origin Premium Access. Everyone else can play for 10 hours and then wait a full week to resume. Or if you're on PlayStation 4, there's no pay-to-play option. And you have to wait until the game is released from Hostage on February 22nd. So here's an idea. Go play Apex Legends instead. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. We're the Monster Squad. Hey, this is Fred Decker, director of the Monster Squad. This is Duncan Regeer, Dracula from Monster Squad. This is Tom Noonan, plays Frankenstein in Monster Squad. This is Tom Woodruff, Gilman from Monster Squad. Hey, this is Andre Gower, Sean Crenshaw from the Monster Squad. This is Ashley Bank, Phoebe from Monster Squad. This is Ryan Lambert, I'm Rudy from the Monster Squad, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Wolfman's got nards! And we are back. Big Kev's Geek Stuff. No, we're not. What do you mean, no, we're not? Yes, we are. Instagram. Oh. Instagram. Is Instagram not back? Eh, Instagram will be on in like a second or two.
It's uh, the Instagram. You know. Well, this is a good time to say that if you want to get in on the Instagram shows, albeit late and at my discretion, you can join our Patreon. <laughs> Go to patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff and get in on that fun. And you can also... Go to buildmillenniumfalcon.com. That's right. Or you can give them a call at 877-544-6779, our lovely sponsor. That is correct. And we are going to be continuing with uh, uh, X-Wing, by the way, OG. Sweet. And I also know what the next two are on the docket. Oh, huzzah. uh, That are being debated right now, but I can't share those with you. I'm sure. Um, However, if you would like to... uh, Give us a call at the GBM line. 201-730-2547. That's 201. Uh, and leave a comment about this program or any of our uh, any of our previous episodes. Uh, or you have a question, a comment, a snide remark about OG. Uh, you can uh, leave it right there. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Huzzah. Uh, during the break, we had a new game stuff from Coke Logic talking about Apex Legends. I've heard nothing but good things about the Apex Legends. I, d- I do want to check it out. I'm so like, mm, I'm still just Red Dead Redemption. I feel you. Too. I'm really enjoying Spider-Man, by the way, for the PlayStation I have 4. not, uh, I have not, uh, oh yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, I do yeah. want to actually play that. I hear it's quite good. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do They wanna... don't have a noir skin though, do they? They do. Oh, they do? They do. And it's one of the oh, ones that you funny. get almost out of the gate. So Wow. Or, or can get out of the gate. Um, but I do want to go back to GameStuff real quick. Coke Logic did have one uh correction that he needed to make to Uh-oh. his recording. Uh in the in the segment, he said that there were twelve teams of three, but he meant to say twenty teams of three, as there are sixty players per game. So wow. he had a he had a he had a very quick correction to that. So Let's move I haven't forward. played uh, with Uncle E-Rock yet because I think online is still in beta. I believe online is still in beta. I, I yeah. think that you are correct in that statement. Um, let's move forward with a couple more news stories and then a piece of product before we wrap up this evening's show. All righty. Uh, Tales from the Mists is a new Dungeons & Dragons uh, show that will be on uh, the official D&D Twitch channel as well as um, as well as Nerdist, which means it'll probably be on Project Alpha, I think. This is a new that, show. That sounds right. This is a new just show that is going to uh, focus on a Ravenloft campaign, which is, you know, for those of you who may or might not be familiar with Ravenloft, it is gothic horror, spooky horror. It's it was D and D's attempt, even way back in. The, it wasn't originally called Ravenloft, right? What was it called? Yes, it was. Uh, oh, it was called Ravenloft. I thought mm-hmm. it was. Oh, that's right. It no, wasn't it called the Curse of Shahad? Mm-mm. That's the current book. Oh, is that Curse the current book? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm flipping them. Okay, so yeah. it's but it was it was D and D's attempt at um you know tackling the horror genre from back yes. in the day. Trying to integrate. Yeah. If you want a lot of good information about um, that particular uh, integration in D&D, I'm going to quickly recommend that you go and check out the Vintage RPG podcast, which is hosted by very good friends of this show, uh, Hambone and Stu. It's a, yes. it's, it's a great podcast. It comes out every two weeks. Um, and they talk about old vintage RPG games. Um, they talk about games like Cthulhu and D&D, the old Marvel game, 
Oh um, yeah, bunch of good stuff. So check out their podcast. But they did an episode yeah, about done, Ravenloft. Um, have they done? Uh, oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Star Frontiers. I don't know if they've done Star Frontiers. I know on oh this God, week's show, though, because they also talk about new games. This most recent episode of the podcast that just went online, they talk about Mouse Guard. Oh, really? Which the I have not had game. a chance to listen to yet, but um, right. but I will check it out. So check out Vintage RPG Podcast. It's a lot of fun. But Tales from the Mist um, is coming, or it actually started already. So you can check that out. Um, should Should we be Should we be like? disturbed that there's more popular that that sort of the 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 trend of not playing D&D but watching other pl people playing D&D like is that I don't know I don't think we should that, be disturbed it bothers by me it. on a level I don't think we should be disturbed by it because I see it I see it multifaceted I see it that I think it brings in new people okay I think it introduces people to the game to the game. Right. Um, I think it helps people with some game mechanics and understanding the rule set. Cause if right. you just pick up the player's handbook and try to read it as a first time, brand new player, it is extremely overwhelming. It might be a little daunting, right? So I think one of the best ways to learn how to play D and D is to either watch it or play it. Hey, did we just do a D and D segment without an opening and closing uh, piece of production? We did. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. Well, as soon as he gets the thing set settled, I told him to talk to the prosecutor first. Maybe they were. You always say talk to the prosecutor. Well, you know, maybe they reduced the charges down to just like, you know, just something, just a tip. But so something light, right? So, <laughs> so tales from the mist. Is, wow. is currently streaming over there. Um, not on the prep sheet, but I did want to talk about it because it debuted this past week over on the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel. Relics and Rarities. So this is What's that? This is the D&D show that is DM'd by Deborah Ann Wall. Oh. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall, of course. Um, Karen Page from the Netflix Marvel Dare series. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I broadened her scope because she was also involved in Defender. She's involved in Punisher. So I don't, right. I don't want to pigeonhole her into Daredevil. I'll just say she's, the Marvel she's Netflix She's Karen series. Page in the Marvel Universe. Right. She's Karen Page in the Marvel Universe. Um, but and of she, course, she got her start. Do you remember? I do not remember. HBO. Oh, I, oh is, was that her start? I knew that she was yes. on True Blood. Yeah, yeah, True she Blood was is, Jessica, is, I right? The beginning on, of her career. True Blood. Um, yeah, True Blood. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But the character's name was Jessica, I think. I don't know. She was just hot. That's all I remember. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Karen Page is a huge D&D &D fan. Um, she was actually on an episode of Critical Role earlier this season. Um, and she has her own show now. Uh, it is not a standard campaign. It is more like, it is more like a bunch of one-shots. Right. With some sort of common thread that lean through them the first episode went online this past week matthew lillard was one of the guest players on the show lillard oh, really? also a big D, D fan shaggy a shaggy yeah um i know on an upcoming episode she has charlie cox playing as well oh really she well, does like see that one so um i think she's a really good dm i didn't like the first episode though if i'm being honest oh, no. um but it wasn't because of her I think she did a fine job. It just, I don't know. It's one shots are hard, right? Because yeah. you have to get, if you don't get engaged with the characters, like 
right out immediately. You know that it's going to end. There's not a lot of room for growth. I thought right. Matthew Lillard's character, he plays a dragonborn uh, in the one shot. He was really good. But some of the other characters were like, uh... yeah, I just I wasn't I wasn't vibing on it. So are the other celebrities as well? Um, I recognize some of the others from other shows on Geek and Sundry. Oh, I see. So I'll, where, I'll leave, where can I'll, they find where can people find the Geek and Sundry again? Yeah, uh, you can find them primarily on Twitch. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But they also have a YouTube channel. And they're also through Project Alpha. It premieres it. normally on Twitch, hits YouTube a few days later. Got it. So um, if you, but you can watch them on Twitch for free. You don't have to subscribe or anything like that. You just go over to the Twitch Geek and Sundry channel. There's a lot of good programming over there. So, I mean, I recommend sure. checking it out in general. But so there you go. Tales from the Mists and Rarities and Relics or Relics and Rarities. Rarities and Relics. All right. We have a product that we wanted to talk about oh my this is from hot toys yes via our good friends at sideshow right this is part of their movie masterpiece series can you hear the rain that's happening at my house right now is that what that is jesus yeah that's what that is Sorry, it should let up in a minute or two because that's how weather goes here um this is a one six scale anakin skywalker dark side piece so blue lightsaber brown jedi robes evil yellow eyes yeah i'm actually i'm calling it up on sideshow right now this is the exclusive edition it doesn't come with the high ground (laughs) no but it does come with an actually uh, quite an awesome piece uh there dark side yeah oh this well, tell us a little bit about the piece. It's limited international territories. Toy. They're calling this the 2018 Toy Fair exclusive on the website. Was it a Toy um, Fair yeah, exclusive? I think he is still available. He is still available. Okay. Uh, well, color me surprised because um, this is uh, it, it's Anakin as portrayed in Episode Three, right? Revenge of the Sith. Um, and one of the great things is I think the exclusive piece here um, is the base. I'm checking between this and the other Anakin. Okay. Uh, that, that they have up is there. Is it like a lava base versus a standard yeah, base? Yeah. No, it's not just lava. It's um it's one of those la- it's one of those lava droids. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I think I've lost Big Kev. I'm not quite sure what happened. Oh, there he is. He's back. Hey, Big Kev, you're back. Yeah, I know. I popped out for a second. The the one you have there should have that lava base. No? Yeah, I I um I'm I was looking at the packaging first, so I hadn't quite opened it up yet. Oh, I see. To see said lava base, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I'm actually going through the exquisite photography that you always find over at Sideshow Toys. Um, and they actually show uh they actually show him squared off against. Their most recent episode three, Obi-Wan as well. You're only seeing Obi-Wan from the back. Right. He's also on one of those lava. He's also one of those lava droids. But guess what? What? They don't sell that lava droid single. No, of course not. So you're not recreating that unless you buy two of these Anakins. Of course. It's it's get it here or don't get it at all. I get it. 
which I think is, I don't know how great an idea that was, but I like that they did it. Uh, it lights up as well. Um, I'm getting to the, you know, the picture. And I, I again, I think the, you, you know, again, Hot Toys has just knocked it out of the park as far as, uh, right. uh, as far as portrait goes. Uh, the materials used in the in the uh, clothing uh, and, and all that. You get one, two, three, four, four or five sets of hands there. Two, four, six, eight, nine extra hands. It looks like or nine hands total. Wow. Um, you also get this uh, the latest thing um, that they're that they're including with all their Star Wars figures with the lightsaber. You're getting the fanned out blade. Yeah. I like that Which though. I really like. Yeah, I like that. I'm not. I'm not upset by that. Like at all, actually. Yeah. And uh, oh, one of the hands is the robotic hand. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, okay. I see it. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, dark side. Let's see if we get some, get some flavor, some flavor text on there. Give it to me. Drop, drop it on me. I'm trying to get it. Are you opening it? I, I'm not opening it. No. Oh. Did you I want me you... to open it? Oh, I thought you no, would just was, open the box and show the fine folks. No, I was I was looking at I was looking at the photos. I can open it though. Well, the photos are spectacular, and I suggest everybody check them out. But uh, there it is. What's in the box? Authentic and detailed likeness of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, Episode Three. Newly painted head sculpt with iconic Sith Lord eyes. Movie accurate facial expression and detailed skin texture. Detailed hair sculpture of Anakin Skywalker's hairstyle. Body with over 30 points of articulation. Uh, Approximately 31 centimeters tall, which no one in the U.S. knows what that means. Nine pieces of interchangeable hands, including bare left hands and gloved right hands. One pair of fists, one pair of lightsaber holding hands. One pair of force-using hands, one pair of relaxed hands, one open left hand. Uh, also, an interchangeable Meccano right arm. Yep. Um, each piece of the head sculpt is specially hand-painted. That's interesting. Uh, you got the whole costume. Oh, there he is. Oh, nice. And that lights up as well. It's Specially designed Mustafar panning droid. Uh, floating on lava diorama figure base featuring two, count them two. I lost Big Kev again, but anyway, the piece is pretty awesome. Um, here's his here's his little eyes. Oh, there you are. Are you back or no? Oh yeah, I'm back. Did you hear uh, what I was saying? No. Specially designed Mustafar panning droid, uh-huh. uh, floating on lava diorama figure base featuring two LED lighting modes, including general light effect and pulsating light effect nice the pulsating light that's got to look awesome most important pieces for you big kev where it was that it was at the joints yeah, oh ex- yeah extra joints. hysterical um you're hist- you're hysterical comes with it comes with i don't know what the hell these are for two teeny tiny little screw looking things i don't know what that's for i don't know oh don't i know them. what that's for it's for the mechanical arms oh yeah that could be no, <laughs> don't lose those. The mechanical arms actually have actually have little screw holes on them. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think it's probably just an aesthetic. That's cool. Interesting choice. 
boy, that's really going above and beyond when you're doing the the screw and the screw holes in there. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Nice. J- just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real nice. <laughs> so, so that was for the Instagram people. All right. So with that, I mean, it's an amazing piece. It's a gorgeous piece. Yeah. You, sh- you should go I over mean, to Sideshow. Absolutely. Show. You know, uh, Hot Toys, again, I think, knocking it out of the park. This was an exclusive. I don't remember in what manner this was an exclusive. It says Toy Fair. I don't recall them having a Toy Fair exclusive, but it's entirely possible that they did. Well, and I'm, sometimes what they do is that, you know, they, they put they, out a piece. They put out a Toy piece Fair. on Toy Fair, right? That you have right. to order during Toy Fair. So that's probably yeah. what it was because you that ordered it. I mean, it got ordered and delivered. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, again, not, you know, it's. It's not really my Star Wars roundhouse, roundhouse wheelhouse per se, but I just loved the aesthetic with the droid and the light up and all that. And um, I do think that that uh, battle between Anakin and Obi Wan in Episode Three I think is really spectacular. And so you know I like that that Obi Wan as well. So I. I I will have, if I don't already have, have them both, and it'll be a nice display right? Um, to have them both together that way. I wish that they did uh, one of those lava droids I hear alone. Well, you know, be grateful that you have one. I am at, grateful. At least, you know I what? will find another. Somebody out there. Someone will have there. Yep. All right. Big Kev, I think with that, though, that ra- that wrap up music will ramp up in in just a hot moment. Is that what I hear? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. That is I, what I, you, you notice. The rain has stopped. So. Yeah. That's why you can hear it so clearly now, is because the rain right. has stopped. You could see clearly now. The rain is gone. I could see. Yes. Yeah, very you can well see done. all obstacles well disappear. Now I want to watch Cool Runnings. Um. So, don't forget you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You yes. can find us at facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Mm-hmm. You can find us uh, at Patreon, patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Wow, this is the first episode where you haven't mentioned Patreon at least 12 times. Um, well, you got to mention it. You know, Patreon is very... I, I agree. We love Patreon. We love our supporters. Uh, it helps fund the show. It helps get us to New York Comic Con at least. At least um, this year, I think it's going to help us upgrade the website. Um yeah, coming in March, by the way, tell a friend. There you go. Be prepared because this year prizes uh, will be uh, overflowing. Right. So, uh, so yeah, on social media, I am GeekStuffOG across all of these social media platforms. Of course, that does include Instagram, Twitter, um, Twitch, Twitch, wherever else you may find me. And yourself? I am BigKevGS on Xbox. And I am BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And uh, Monty. Monty's Geeks. Mayhem. Right, not for children. M O N T E S M A Y H E M. Right, right. So, no, th- those, those I understand are uh, SFW. Unlike his. Oh, family. are they? Yeah. And so SFW. That, right. That's, well, that's. Anyway, that's for the judge to decide, Big Kid. So, with that. With that, Kev. I don't know that he likes this picture you're painting of him. Um, know. listen, I'm not the one who was accused of waving my brush around. So, 
if anybody's painting pictures. With that, Big Kev. Wow. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 200 and something, 50 something. I closed my thing too early. <laughs> episode 200. I, I, can't, I don't have a prep sheet to throw because it's on my iPad. Right. Uh, episode 527. Uh, the one we called Illicit Drugs and Nudity. Right. Uh, to a close, the way we end some episodes by saying, Troll the Respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Music.